Greetings, fellow movie... Alright. Really? Right off the bat? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you like this? Do your intro. <laughs> Greetings, everybody. My name is Alan. And I'm Greg. My curmudgeonly associate here, who's viciously tearing into a package of M&M's. Peanut butter M&M's. The best kind. Yup. Uh, this is the Cinepals. Yep. And today we're going to talk about a little film uh, called X Men Days of Future Past. <laughs> that was a weird way to pronounce it. <laughs> Mutants, we now find ourselves on the edge of extinction. You'll need to go into the past to end this war before it ever begins. Use your power. Bring the X-Men together. Anyway, what's this movie about? Well, Greg, this is a, uh, a coming together of sorts. Of the two X-Men franchises. Would you call it a crossover? Um, of the sure, two, of the, sure. the two casts? Well, yeah. It's would, you, um, would you call it a uh, sequel to The Last Stand? No. Would you call it a sequel to First Class? Yes. Would you call it a uh, reboot? In a sense. Would you call it a retcon? Yes. Awesome. Are we... <laughs> okay. Um, there will be spoilers for this movie. <laughs> because Greg... I haven't done anything. Yeah, well... There's none. Don't worry about it. You know what you did. Keep going. All right. Um, Yeah, so this is kind of a crossover between the cast from X-Men First Class, which took place in the 60s, Mm -hmm. right? As well as the original X-Men films, um, the first two directed by uh, Bryan Singer, who directed this film. The third one directed by Brett Ratner, unfortunately. Who also directed Tower Heist. Oh. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a fun fact. Um, <laughs> oh. I don't even know what that movie is. <laughs> I know I've heard of it. That's hilarious. Anyway. When we last left our mutant friends in the 60s, uh, Xavier and Magneto uh, butted heads. They went their separate ways. They kind of... You know, each chose their own mutants, as it were. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got the sense of, you know, this is where the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants versus Xavier's X-Men. It's called the Brotherhood of Mutants. They're called the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in the comics. Well, They're not, they wouldn't call I'm themselves sorry. evil. Do Why you not? realize how silly that sounds? Uh, that no. goes directly they're against clearly, their entire cause. They know. They know they're the evil ones. Anyway. It actually starts far in the future. 2023. Correct. And there's a bit of a... It's kind of an apocalyptic future. Yep. The Sentinels, the mutant-killing robots... Have, have pretty much killed everyone. Yeah, killed everyone, including people who are helping mutants and people who might have mutant children someday in the future. They have one chance to stop this future from happening. And who is that one chance? Wolverine. Wolverine! <laughs> Back in his seventh appearance as the Wolverine. <laughs> Huge, jacked man. Okay. 
Seriously, though, I love Hugh Jackman in this role. I think he's, he's great. He's, he's always been phenomenal. He's yeah, he's been a great linchpin to the, the entire series. Yeah, and um, this the longevity of this series can be traced right back to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Fun and, fact: He was not originally cast as Wolverine. Dougray Scott was. Uh huh. Yeah. And then he's from the last Ever minute. After. <laughs> okay. Heads up, guys. A uh, little hint. Foreshadowing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, last minute he, he broke his leg or something and couldn't do it. So then they were like, uh, Or maybe uh, he decided to do... Uh, um, Aust- Australian man, come here. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, put on these mutton chops. And wow. <laughs> they're like prosthetic mutton chops for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, his kind of figure, if you watch the first X-Men movie, his kind of figure goes back and forth because mm-hmm. he didn't really get super jacked until uh, later, later in the process. So mm-hmm. the like, initial scene in the cage match mm-hmm. that's like that was filmed way later mm-hmm. and so it was like yeah let's, let's show him really jacked and awesome first thing we do yeah and then when he's running around in Professor X's school for gifted youngsters he's got sweats yeah cause he's kinda chubby yeah he's probably not chubby he's, uh, he's just he's just not he's just not ripped yeah he's just not dehydrated he's still a Hollywood actor so I'm sure he's still yeah. pretty good looking well that was like his first major Hollywood role that's true which is insane when you think about it yeah good for him yeah uh, anyway, Wolverine goes back in time for because, his consciousness goes back. Yeah, in time. because of reasons. Um, otherwise, <laughs> we, we wouldn't have a plot. Well, it's never established before. I mean, like in X Men: The Last Stand, mm-hmm. um, that Kitty Pride can do that. So, as far as I'm concerned, well, she can't. From what I understood, not from the film, sorry, but like reading about it after, is supposed. And maybe it's like there was a deleted scene or something, but. Apparently it's like an, uh, a mu- another mutation to her powers. Yeah, I'm, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, I, I bought it. Like, she could phase through the third dimension, and now she can phase through the fourth dimension. I think that's fine. Is Walls the fourth, the third dimension? Well, third dimension is our world. Oh, oh I we, get it. We I, live okay. in the third dimension. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> So I mean, you could call the third dimension walls. All That's right, fine. let's get into some general Stephen thoughts Hawking about might... this thing, okay? <laughs> Stop making me feel like a tool. Uh, okay. Anyway, long story short, he goes back in time. His consciousness goes back in time to stop a specific event from happening that basically leads, you know, butterfly effect leads to the doom of mutants. Yeah. And what did we think? I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, great return to form for the X-Men series. Very, in the, yeah. Considering the past three X-Men movies were kind of... Well, which, no. were the, which were Sorry, the three? Uh, of the past four, three were terrible, I, thought, I felt. Oh, Two okay. were terrible, let's, one was mediocre, one I enjoyed, but it wasn't great. Let's talk so, about... Let's, let's, let's talk about what were they. The, quick rundown. Um, X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Terrible. Origins. X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Terrible. Uh, first Class. The first Class, which I enjoyed, but it's not a great movie, but mm-hmm. I think Fastbender and uh, McAvoy, McAvoy they, make, it, they, make it a good movie. Yeah, they nail that. Yeah. I can watch it again on their performances exactly. alone. Yeah. And then uh, The Wolverine, which is just Hugh Jackman running around in Japan and then fights a samurai. Well, it's a, it's a good thing that Hugh Jackman is actually such a charismatic actor, because there's not much that's, you know... A character-based story about the Wolverine isn't isn't much, but sure. I actually enjoyed that movie while I was watching it. Really, I, I, I was so bored by it. I wouldn't watch it again, hmm. but I, I enjoyed it while I watched it. Because right. <clears throat> I like I like Hugh Jackman. So the ones that really just 
destroyed it for me was uh, the Wolverine. Uh, sorry, the Origins. Origins Wolverine and um, the Last Stand. Yeah, just boy. just kind of took a dump on the series. And the thing is, they recognize that. Yep, they recognize that in this movie. Um, which is very, I think, uh, self-affirming. You said you thought it was good. I thought it was great. Um, I thought it's right up there with the Avengers for one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Sure. Um, like, it had everything that I wanted from it. Very, like, minimal, um, shitty mutants. (laughs) And mostly, uh... Good ones. Yeah. And fantastic performances. Yep. Very self-assured direction. And a really great climax that doesn't rely heavily on spectacle. I'm not going to go into it right now until spoilers. Sure. Um, I... All of these things worked so well. And just seeing Brian Singer back in the driver's seat... Um, regardless of what he may or may not have done, is uh, is really nice. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. No, we Roland don't. Polanski has an Oscar. Let's move on. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Woody Allen has five. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, maybe we should do an episode about like art versus the creator. Anyway. That, that would be the a long art should one. stand on its own and not yeah. what the creator does. Yeah. Anyway, in his free time. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, Singer is a good filmmaker, though. Yeah, uh, he's so never been. He's never had the lightest of touch. True. Um, he's never been a very subtle filmmaker, but uh, when he hits on something, he uh, he does a really good job. Yeah, I feel like he gets the X-Men. Like, I feel like oh, he, very much. he understands them. And... He's also always, like, since, it, like, uh, The Usual Suspects was one of his first movies. Mm-hmm. And so, just based on that, he knows how to do ensemble movies. Yeah. I think that's kind of why they cast, or cast him, why they hired him for the first X-Men movie, too. Yeah. There's a big re- that was a big reason. Was like, they're like, yeah, you can, you can handle a whole bunch of crazy characters. And the first X-Men movie, as far as Fox goes, wasn't a huge risk. It was made for less than $100 million. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns cast. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen probably didn't cost much. <laughs> they just they just have fun now. Yeah, I mean, they're, they were they were old then. They're really old now. <laughs> oh, boy. Ian McKellen just turned 75. Did you know that? Oh, good for him. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. 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 There's a, uh, there's, there's a, uh, a uh, production of his uh, version of King Lear that is on YouTube right now. Great. Yeah, it's very let's, good. Let's watch it. It's very good. We should, okay. uh, we should check that out. All right. Everybody who might have a passing interest in <laughs> King Lear should check it out, actually. Sure. Um, that being said, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart are back in this movie. They are. And they are working together from scene one. What? what? Yeah, that's really, really cool. Can we go into spoilers now? Sure. I mean, we should probably just stop doing that entirely because I feel... I just hate just, dancing around the yeah, issue. I mean, I do too. I, yeah. I, I, some movies it's easier to do. Yeah. But certain movies it's just like... there's You can't really talk about much with those spoilers. No, so. and this is one of them. Yeah, I agree. Right? Because, like, now, just by saying the first thing that happens when, he, when Wolverine goes back in time is that when he meets up with, uh, with Xavier... He has the use of his legs. Right. Because he's kind of a junkie right now. 
Yeah. He's, uh, he's a... He's... Well, Beast developed a serum to uh, help his, his spinal cord, his legs. Mm-hmm. But because of that, it kind of hampers his mutant abilities. And that... That flies in the face of that. Like that's another like just a big f you to Eric, as yeah. well. Well, and it's it's interesting because I, I actually I wonder and I'm not sure if this is ever I can't recall if it's actually addressed in the film. But like, did is is it actually the re, is it actually because like did he develop the serum for his legs or did he develop the serum to suppress his mutant powers and that just happened? You know what I mean? He like did. he tells him that it's to, for his legs or he tells Wolverine that he did it for his legs. But it seems like he was he was against having his powers anymore, right? Like he was very much because I don't want to hear any anyone anymore. He's so distraught about what happened with because Christine. of all the pain. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want to feel their pain. Yeah, and Hank says he developed the serum to help him with the pain. Right. That Hank is under the impression that it was from his legs, right. the pain in his legs. But we, as an audience, spending more time with the professor, see that no, it's the it's the mental and emotional pain. Yeah. And I, I'm going to straight up say it. I think McAvoy steals the show. Okay. In yeah. this movie. Um, I think he's fantastic as yeah. always. Yeah. His, uh, his scene where he uh, reads Wolverine's mind. and To like talk to his future self. To talk to his that's future great. self. Is beautiful. That's so much fun. I got so, I got really emotional when yeah. I saw that. Both times. Yeah. That's right. I saw this movie in theater twice. I know. And it was... Excellent both times. I will see it a third time, probably oh on DVD. My God. Not not when it goes to well, not in theaters. I mean okay. I'm not crazy. Sometimes you are. Well, I saw the Dark Knight five times. What do you mean? Yeah, do? okay. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though. Um I the scenes the scenes with just like the three of them, like Fastbender McAvoy and uh, Hugh Jackman uh-huh. are just excellent character scenes, just excellent acting scenes, and you could say that like they would they would be they would fit in any movie. Mm-hmm. Just how well these scenes are put together. Well, and that's something I want to talk about too. Is that I feel like what I really liked about this movie is that it wasn't afraid to just stop, like take a step back from action and just have some like character developments, have some discussion, have, you know, it, it was, it's not a huge action movie. There's, there's yeah. some big action scenes, of course, the, the very beginning and then the very end. The beginning, but, the but beginning the set piece is, uh, is a wonderful way yeah, yeah. to start the movie. It's got so many shocks and craziness. And then when it finally, you, when you finally get to breath, you're like relieved. Right. I, f- I feel like, I, so when I saw this movie, and that opening action scene happened. Um, We're in spoilers, so we can say yeah, it. everyone yeah. dies. Sure, everyone dies um, in this opening scene. We're talking like Iceman. We're talking uh, well, Kitty Pride almost dies, um, but Iceman, yeah, Colossus gets ripped in half. Yeah, but so when I saw this scene, I, I my first thought was, this is what, this is how you do a cold open. Mm-hmm. Spider Man Two, sorry, Amazing Spider Man Two. No, Cool your jets. <laughs> Tell me how to live my life. Um, because it's it's relevant to the story. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. The stakes are huge. Yep. Um, uh, they also have that uh, wonderful uh, um, standard Patrick Stewart voiceover. Yes. Makes a return, of I course. should say. Yep. Um, With the little, like, door of the X. The door, the X door, yeah. Opening, and that's... That was nice. That was a nice throwback. Yeah. I really liked that. 
Um, I was like, that's familiar. Because I haven't seen, I, I hadn't that. seen X-Men or X2 in a very in a while, long time. Yeah. And that's at the very beginning of those movies, yeah. so it's like, it's natural. Well, yeah, and the last, t- last few times I think I've seen those movies have been on TV, so like halfway through or like a couple weeks Yeah, through. yeah. So I haven't like sat down and watched it from start to finish. And then the X-Door comes up, it's like, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> this is so nice. It's like, it's like back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, those movies hold up. Yeah, absolutely. X-Men and X2 mm-hmm. hold up. Yeah. I, I actually just rewatched them like right after this one because this movie will make you want to watch those movies. Yeah, what I liked about the opening scene too is that it, I didn't know, it it drops it in 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 the middle of the action right, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, it's already exciting. You're already like, what's happening? What's going on? Why is why are they running? What what are they gonna do? Um, everyone starts getting murdered, and I'm like, huh. Iceman's head gets ripped off, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, I, I literally, I put my hand over my mouth, that's, like, that's a rare thing for me with movies, where I'm just like, oh, why? He's done. He's dead. Yeah, and it's I over. Like, and when, I, when he first popped up in the in the movie, too, I was like, ah, it's Bobby. Yeah, oh, he's Iceman. Sean Ashmore. And, and he's Ashmore. riding the ice wave. He's doing the ice wave, and he's shooting the icicles, and the, oh my god, he's dead. Yeah. Wow. That was fast. They killed him already. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Kitty Pride does her thing. And you're still not sure what happened. They yeah. just disappear, and then it pans over, and everyone's gone. And you're just like, okay, what, what is this all Something about? Something happened. And then they explain it, of course. But, yeah. but it's, it's, it's really exciting and really you know, keeps, you, keeps you on your toes and keeps you wanting to know more. Yeah. Um, it's not someone uploading a file to... Okay, we don't need to talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. I have a lot of feelings about that. Yeah, movie. I know you do. Just keep them bottled up <clears throat> and release them at the appropriate talking about, time. Talking about X-Men. Talking about X-Men. Like when Daddy hit the referee with a whiskey bottle. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, uh, when Wolverine goes back in time, it's to stop the assassination of Bolivar Trask, the inventor of the Sentinel program. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Damn, he's good. What a guy. He's so good. Like, naturally, we all love him because he's Tyrion Lannister and he's fantastic, but he has a fantastic voice. He's also that guy in Elf. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's got a cool name. Yeah. Um, He's got an amazing voice. Yeah. I really love just what he does with it. Gentlemen, thank you for coming. Yeah. It's very cool, and he actually plays—he actually plays this character. Like I, I read a couple of reviews, and they were like, um, "They were like, it's a shame Peter Dinklage didn't do a little bit more like maniacal villain type thing." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, that's not a shame." Well, you know, you're making him human. Yeah, and you know what's great about this movie? There's no villain. No, because he's not. He's not the villain. Magneto's not the villain. Magneto. That's Mystique's the, not the villain. That's one of the best things about. There's these no movies. villain in this movie. It's it's all very gray area. It's all very. Everyone believes what they're doing is right. Yeah. It's no. There's no mustache twirling. There's no uh, uh, crazy. You know. Oh, I went insane because I fell in a vat of eels. Um, Dude, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a recurring thing. I apologize in advance. <laughs> Should probably talk about that movie sometime. Yeah, probably to get it off my chest. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's cool. There's no there's no clear cut villain. Uh, there's no clear antagonist. It's it's everyone just bouncing off each other, trying to do what they think is right. And I mean, there's William Stryker. 
who makes an appearance. But even but based on yeah. our on our knowledge of him from X two, like that's the only well yeah like knowing where he. Where, where, where he, he goes, where he, sure, he and where be, he comes but he, from. But his, in, his role in this film is not a villain at all. No, I, well, I mean, like even in X two, I, I believe he like he, what he's doing is evil and monstrous. But he believes it's what's best for humanity. Sure, but uh, but uh, you know, I think that's Joss Whedon said. You know, the greatest villains are ones who believe what they're doing is right. Yeah, and I think that's true. But he's still a villain in that film, whereas he's not oh, a yeah. villain in this film. That's yes, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like he still believes what he's doing is right in that film, but he's still clearly the villain. He's, you know, he's trying to murder everybody. What you said about Magneto not being the villain, Mm -hmm. he hasn't been the villain in the past two movies he's been featured in. No. He's just... Really, really I think he's only been the villain in X1, or X-Men, the first X-Men. And even then, it's it's still a, a bit of a gray area. I think he was, like, they were, he shouldn't have been this way, but he was portrayed as the villain... In um, X three as well, right? I don't remember that movie well. Enough. Uh, he kind of like wasn't it like the it's the, it's the angel's huge, dad or whatever? Yeah, it's kind of more the villain. It's the huge brotherhood of mutants, and it's the mutant cure. Yeah, that's going on. Right, right. right. And they also shoved in dark uh, the Dark Phoenix saga. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. And it's the worst movie ever. So, um. oh yeah, they retcon it. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Yep. I'm a huge fan of that. Uh when everything goes back to being excellent, um because Wolverine succeeds in his mission, basically. Um or rather uh Xavier succeeds yes, in his Xavier, mission that yeah. Wolverine puts him on the path to That's right. To That's do. right. Um Things reset and things go back uh, to being really, really, really good. And I want to talk about the ending um, a little bit more later on. Sure. Um, I just wanted to mention the fact that uh, they retcon X three. They, they retcon X three into non-existence. Um, <laughs> Arguably, they retcon all of them. Arguably, they retcon all of them, and I'm willing to live with it. That's fine. Yeah. Because X three was just so bad. And Days of Future Past turned out so well, I'm okay with it. Yep. And X1 and X2 will always be there. Yeah. I can watch them and still feel good about it. Great. It's totally fine with me. Now, Glad to hear. Um, there's, some, uh, there's some really, really cool action scenes in this movie. Yes. Um, starting af- well, after, the, after the opening. Starting with the introduction of Quicksilver. Oh, yeah. I like him. Which is really cool. He, it's a really great. awesome little prison break thing. Yeah. Right in the... It's a centerpiece of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. It's not a huge, like, shoot em up kill-everything-in-the-room thing that a lot of movies devolve into. Yeah. And it very well could have been. Magneto was ready to make that happen. <laughs> but then Quicksilver goes into his, like, slowing time mode. Yeah. And fucks everyone's shit up. It's great. I'll explain. Quicksilver <laughs> is basically the Flash of the X-Men. Yes. He has all of the Flash's powers. Um, and none of the red tights. Yeah, none of the red tights. He wears a pretty sweet silver jacket. Why not? Sure. If you call yourself Quicksilver, you might as well wear a silver jacket. Sure. Have Absolutely. Hair. He's never actually referred to as Quicksilver in the movie. Oh, right. He's called Peter. Peter. He's just... Erickson? Yeah. No. I'm thinking of Peter, that Peter Evans? No. Evansburg? Maximoff. 
Yeah, we weren't even close. <laughs> right. Right. His name is Peter, though. Yes. And uh, yeah, even the comics is Pieter or something. It's like P I E T R. It's some weird like Russian name, I think. Piotr. No, it's not Piotr because that's uh, Colossus. Right. I can't remember, but it's it's not Peter, but right. They kind of anglic- anglicized it. Why not? Sure. Sure. Why not? Um, and they go and break Magneto out of the Pentagon. Yes. And it's awesome. It's super great because as soon as as soon as Magneto, as soon as Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy are in the same scene, this movie just catches fire. Yeah, I think. Um, Even just uh, Fassbender in general coming into the fold. Just oh yeah, increases everything. Yeah, I just love that guy. He's phenomenal. We we love Fassbender here at the Cinepals. <laughs> we we really do. Man crushes all around. That's right. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. So, yeah, he's really awesome, and uh, naturally, he's against the whole Sentinel program. But they team up because, again, they're working towards a common goal. But then he fucking betrays them and tries to kill Mystique. Yeah, and it's awesome because <laughs> he says Eric's always had a way with guns. That's right. And yes, he does. When Beast tackles him, yeah. and it's like, oh, but I'm Magneto, bang! Yeah. I don't care if the gun fell out of my hand, I'm gonna make it go off anyway. Um, that whole that whole scene's pretty cool, because you have, like, like three different action threads happening. You got the Wolverine Wolverine's freaking like, out. time mind going crazy. Um, you got uh, Eric going after Mystique. You mm-hmm. got Beast going after Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, you got uh, uh, Trask cowering. Oh, and you got uh, Xavier trying to bring bring Wolverine back. Wolverine back, yeah. yeah. And another fantastic little seventies reference. You're on acid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, that's funny. You've been with us for three days, and you're on acid. Someone yeah. gave you really bad acid. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what did you think about the uh, JFK stuff? I thought it was kind of a fun little throwaway gag. <laughs> Um, I think it went a little too far. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was fun. Okay. I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, I liked the idea behind it because it's like the magic bullet, right? Yeah. And of course it's Magneto. <laughs> it's like that makes total sense now. And then and then he said that he tried to save him. Yeah. Because it turns out he's one of them. Yeah. So JFK was a mutant. That everybody doesn't really go. It doesn't really go into it. No. But um, I think that's where they kind of took it a little too far. Yeah. Um. But you know, I was I liked it. It didn't do anything for me. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's clever. Fine. That's clever. Nice little uh, period references in there. So I yeah, it's tricky balancing the you know historical accuracy stuff and then and the obviously not historically accurate yeah. stuff like mutants exist. Yeah. Um, you know, they have an actor play Nixon, which is hard to do. It's hard to play Nixon and not be a caricature. Yeah. Oh, this guy did fine. Yeah, this guy did okay. Luckily, it was uh, 74 Nixon and not 1985 Nixon, like <laughs> Watchmen had to deal with. Right. Which was a, like, I thought it was a colossal failure yeah. in that movie. But, um, I just said Franklin Jella is Nixon. You would have that as all, all the time. <laughs> uh, I kind of, I'm okay with it when they go for someone, like, when they finally go for someone who looks like the person. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That, yeah. that works for okay. me. Yeah, doesn't so you don't have to stretch your brain. <laughs> that actually brings me to uh, the place where the um, 
aliens would destroy New York if this was another movie. Okay. Um, if this was a different movie, um, a dimensional portal would open up and aliens would try and destroy New York or, um, like, or, or, or someone would set off a bomb and there would be a ticking clock thing going on. You could say that about any movie, Greg. But if this were, if this were a superhero <laughs> movie like that, okay. um, this part is where that would go. But instead, Magneto does something awesome, <laughs> lifts a fucking baseball stadium, yeah. and puts it over the White House, surrounds it, yeah. so, and puts Sentinels, which he has control of now. He has magnetized steel train track split it up and put it into their circuits. Which was really ingenious. I guess. It was great. I, alright. It was Suspension great. of disbelief. I, I didn't buy it. That he could actually control them mechanically. I, I, I assumed he would just control their limbs and that kind of thing and make sure they didn't attack. But oh, then he yeah. Like, literally, like, yeah, I had, like, do what you were, bo- like, programmed to do and they went and started murdering people and I, it, it was kind of far-fetched for me. That part didn't really work. I thought he would, I would have, have preferred to actually, if, like, yeah, if he just like controlled them with them, you know, was able to puppeteer them as well. Yeah, if he could like put them up on the baseball stadium and then have them reach out their arms and just shoot. Sure. That would be fine. Yeah. Which is but they mostly had what he does. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you only really see him controlling one of them, but then it's yeah. like, it's, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is. Where you would expect the big, like, all the big guns come out. And it's like a climactic showdown because apparently that's what all movies need now (laughs) is an epic battle at the end. But this one doesn't. It's very personal. It's very uh, self-contained. Yeah. It's the White House. It's the president and Bolivar Trask trapped. Mm -hmm. And Mystique wants to shoot him. All of the characters involved have names. (laughs) Yes. And you know them, right? Um, Except for all those White House staffers. Well, yeah, all the White House staffers and the Secret Service agents. Whatever, Secret Service agents. But I mean, like, the, the, the people involved. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm messing with Alan's puzzle right now, and he's, he's not really enjoying he's it. He's just putting pieces together that I'm, don't fit. I'm trying to put them together because they all look the same. And I'm going to put them all together, <laughs> and it's going to be perfect. Puzzles work. It's great. going to be perfect, Alan. Look at that. This is why I can't have nice things. Bambi. No. Done. <laughs> By the way, everybody, it's a Bambi puzzle that he's working on. It's really cute. It's a scrapbook puzzle. It's a scrapbook puzzle, but it's Bambi. But look, I had the Monsters University one. Uh huh. And then they had another one. It was a Bambi one. They also have a Little Mermaid one. I want to get that one next, but they didn't have it. <laughs> Okay. I don't apologize for my hobbies. Okay, uh, where, do you, where do you want to go with this, man? <laughs> um, <coughs> pardon me. You're excused. Do you, uh, this is going really well. Yeah, do you want to talk about some standout scenes? Okay. Okay, go for it, buddy. Go. Uh, we have a lot of laughs here in the Cinepals. Um My standout scene... Um, I feel it's got to be the Quicksilver moment. Yeah. Uh, I just loved it. I thought it was, it was funny. It was entertaining. The music was great. Um, and it was just a cool, uh, you know, little side 
glimpse into a mutant's powers. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about it, and not that scene specifically, but just the character of Quicksilver is just, you know, just bring him with you. <laughs> He's look, look, so he handy. Do, he can do anything, you guys. Yeah. He's, yeah, it's the whole Iron Man syndrome in yeah, Captain America Soldier, that you're yeah. talking about. Just call Iron Man, you, you're, your job's done. It's over. <laughs> Go home. And that's the problem with having characters like that. But, that being said, it's a movie. <laughs> the needed he was a, yeah. He was a he was a child. It's true. They they he couldn't was, probably morally young. bring him with it. Yeah, him with it. I mean, they have an indestructible being, a man who controlled metal, and a person who can freeze the entire world and possibly kill it with his mind. Mm. So who's really the powerful one? He, he could just run up and knock Magneto's helmet off. Like that's true. <laughs> so. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't wear any metal, and you're good. Yeah, you're Boom. totally fine. Got him. Man, he was like, you can't get in my head, Chuck. Oh, Ooh, what the fuck? My helmet's gone. I got my favorite scene. All right. Um, is when Wolverine takes out his bone claws, which are Gross. disgusting, um, <laughs> and he's running at Magneto yeah. in the in the middle of the baseball field, and he's running and running and running, and it's like, and, and I'm like, he's finally going to do it. He's finally going to do it. <laughs> Wolverine, after all this time, is finally going to stab Magneto. That's all he's ever wanted to do. <laughs> and then Magneto just fills him full of iron. Like, grabs one of those, re- like, that... Rebars. Re- yeah, rebar rocks, and stabs it. it I just puts like, it all over his body. I was oh, like, so gross. oh, it's the worst. It's so bad. And then he just throws him into the river. Yeah. Poor Wolverine. Never gets a break. Never gets to stab Magneto. Probably one of the funniest moments in the entire movie. And this movie had its fair share of laughs. Agreed. But they were contextual laughs. They weren't going for the joke. It was just a funny moment Mm. that was part of the overall story. Unlike Godzilla. (laughs) 1998's Godzilla? Where everything was supposed to be funny. Why do we have to to talk about... Because I remembered that something I didn't say in that one, and it was that everyone was the comic relief in that movie. You did say that, didn't you? Did I? I thought so. Well, it was right then, and it is now. (laughs) Good. Oh, boy. Anyway. Anyway. That was my favorite scene. That's a good one. It was the uh, scene where Wolverine almost makes it, but not Um, quite. I have a question. How do you think Wolverine got his adamantium claws back? In the future. They still did the Weapon X thing. And no, in... Because... Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, the ending because I think that's the real standout scene when we are actually finally confirmed that X3 didn't happen. <laughs> okay? Yeah. He never... In the very end, when he wakes up in 2023 and it's all good, mm-hmm. he never takes out his claws. You never see his claws in that reality. So we don't actually know if the Weapon X program happened, because when it flashes back to 1973, it isn't the real striker who takes him, it's It's Mystique. Mystique. So we don't know what happened there. Sure, and that's probably what we'll find out in Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse. Um, Now, my question is, in the apocalyptic version of 2023, um, at the very beginning, when he's strapped down to the table... His claws come out, and they're adamantium claws. Yes. Yet, at the end of the movie The Wolverine, he gets his adamantium claws cut off. Oh, really? Which is why he only has bone claws at the end. I don't remember that. Yeah, he only has his bone claws. Weird. 
My theory is that, well, this is a popular online theory anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I shouldn't say mine because it's an online theory, but Allie came up with it first. Great. So her theory sure. um, is that Magneto, because they're working together, was just like, hey, you know what? You're a lot more useful if you have adamantium claws. Can I just do that for you real quick? And Wolverine was like, ugh, fine. And takes out his claws. And that wouldn't hurt at all. Putting adamantium on the claws oh, sure. when they're out. Okay. Especially with Magneto doing it. I bet he does it very gently. I, okay. Right? Uh-huh. And that's how he gets his adamantium claws back. It's never actually so stated, his... but that's the only way it makes sense for me. All right. Because that was actually, when I first saw it, that was actually really distracting. Because I had watched The Wolverine, and The Wolverine, at the very end of, of that movie, is the first time you see Patrick Stewart back. Right. As and, Professor and, X. So and that movie it. needs to be in canon. Yeah. I don't remember him getting his claws taken Why did he get his claws taken off? Um, because they thought that was the secret to his healing factor. If they could s- cut off the claws, the bone claws, they could go in and take and extract his bone marrow and DNA... And heal the Silver Samurai. Okay. Make him young again. Move his body. You gotta pay attention to things, man. <laughs> Keep me interested and I will. Yeah, okay. Filmmakers. Okay, that's fine. But but he made Walk the Line. <laughs> okay, uh, anyway. let's 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 uh let's finish this up. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Uh we didn't really talk about the future stuff. It wasn't much. No. Um, they, it was really nice. It was just kind of a bookend, center, not centerpiece, uh, um, narrative oh, structure, right? Oh god! Oh. The most, the, Shit. the best uh, thing, the best thing ever. Uh. What I wanted to see from the beginning uh-huh. is at the end, everyone's fine, oh, right. and they did that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted to mention from the beginning of this right. podcast: is that they he wakes up. Twenty twenty three is like a paradise now. Professor X is alive. Uh, fucking Storm is alive. Uh, Rogue is fine, Rogue is and she's with Bobby. Background and doesn't Kitty, say anything. Kitty Pride is alive, and she's fine. she's all good. But what's more, what's more is Jean Grey Jean is, alive. is alive, and Cyclops and so is Scott. alive. Yeah, they are. Scott's alive, and I was so happy. I love that sequence because I knew everything that was coming, but I fucking loved it. Yeah, right. It's one of those moments where it's not. You know, a lot of times I like when movies surprise me, but it's this is one of the, an example of a moment where I don't want them to surprise me. Like, I don't want them to be like, oh, actually, psych, this is all a danger room simulation. Mm. Everything's still shitty. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Like, the that, stuff that was, was coming was as soon as he woke up. The last stand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as Wolverine wakes up, you know, uh, basically, and he's in the school of gifted youngsters, I'm like, great, everyone's fine. He's going to meet everyone. Jean Grey's going to be there. He's going to be all like, oh, I love you. And then Cyclops is going to be like, not so fast. Bub, and <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just going to be a lot of fun stuff, and and that's exactly what happened, and it was the best, wasn't it? And Kelsey Grammer makes a cameo, oh, yeah, he totally does. as Beast, which I love because he was my favorite. Oh, in, uh, he was the X three. He was the best thing about X three, yeah. absolutely. And he just, what, I can't remember what his line was, but he has one little line. It's just the Kelsey Grammer. Uh, he said, "Late start today, Logan. Oh, yeah. Late start today, Logan." <laughs> uh, it was funny thing happened today. <laughs> Use a pen, Sideshow <laughs> Ball. Uh, Kelsey Grammer, I love you. It's so great. Anyway. What's your, uh, what's, what's your rating and uh, uh, final recommendation? I gave a solid 9 out of 10. Really? Yeah. I, I really that. liked it. 
It's good. I thought it was I thought it was a really good superhero movie and a really good movie and just a good X Men movie. Yeah. And just yeah, like like we said, the cast is all fantastic, and it's, it was just nice to see the old gang back together, you know. Mm-hmm. Yup. Yeah. They were retired before their time. That's right. And it was good to see them back yeah. for one last ride. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> we'll get another spin one. Spin around the sun. Well, so the we should talk a little bit about the. Well, you say your your rating or whatever, yeah, and then we'll um, talk about the future. I, I'd say uh, see this movie in theaters as soon as you possibly can. There you go. Um, it's great. It's a it's a great great movie. It balances it balances action and uh, quieter character moments perfectly. It's the X Men movie we've deserved for a long time. That's right. But yeah, so the the teaser at the end mm-hmm. of Apocalypse. Um, so the next X Men movie was announced actually like about a, mm, January, I believe. Yeah, something like that. And it's called uh, Apocalypse X Men Apocalypse. Um, so immediately, anyone who knows the X Men comics is like, "Oh, it's going to be about the character Apocalypse." Great. Um, Twenty sixteen, so two years from now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So apparently, the kind of buzz, anyway, the rumors it, rumors are, it's going to take place in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be mostly first class uh, actors. So you know, Fastbender, McAvoy, all them, all them good people. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence. We didn't really talk about her very much. I liked her. She's good. Yep. Um, <laughs> you're welcome, J Law. I like her and everything she, gets, she does. She gets enough praise. I really do. Uh, I like yeah, her. And I, I think she's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the ending teaser basically shows a young apocalypse, from what I understand, assembling the pyramids with yep. a lot of followers bowing to him. Naturally. So that's that's that. What do you think about that, Greg? I fucking hate teasers at the end of movies. I'm really tired of them. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I'm sick um, of it. I'm so sick of it. I'm still gonna watch them. Yep. <laughs> I'm still gonna sit in the theater till it's over, like a chump. I think even I'm, when the I, screen goes blank and everybody goes, ah, which is actually one of my favorite things. Yeah, is when you know everyone's waiting for an end credit Caesar and it doesn't happen, and then everyone groans, and I laugh. I I think I'm gonna stop doing it for Marvel movies though, for really? like Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yeah. Because the mid the 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 mid trailer, the, sorry, the the, the mid credits. Right. They usually have a mid credits tease. Is the one a, that actually means something. Yeah. The and thing then at the, the very end is just a silly little. Yeah, they've been doing that since the Avengers. So yeah. fuck it. Um, <laughs> better than oh boy, here we go again. Sp- Amazing Spider-Man twos. <laughs> Forget it. But it's just. But listen, it's, we're going to talk preview, about it. it we're going to review this movie. We're going to talk so about it right now. Okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about it right now. But it's relevant. Jesus Christ! Fine. Amazing Spider-Man Two. Instead of having a thing for like the next Spider-Man movie, teased. Oh my X-Men, God! You're right. Days of Future Past. Yeah, Ali told me about that. And I That's saw so it. I was confusing. like, confusing. What's happening? What, why am I seeing Mystique beat up some guys? I thought that was a Spider-Man movie, and it was really confusing. And I guess they just had some deal. Fox and Sony struck a deal and was like, you That's so advertise weird. our movie. That's and so I can't, weird. I don't getting know, I don't closer. Know what they got from it, yeah. You're getting closer and closer <laughs> to a crossover. It'd <laughs> be great. That like would the be great. Spider-Man TV series and the X-Men TV series, remember those? They, I do, crossover, yeah. Crossover episodes in both series? I, I, I can't remember the crossovers. I just remember. Oh, you can't. Oh, my God. Oh, you, so good. They're all on Netflix. Wolverine and Spider-Man hate each other. It's great. Naturally. And Beast, Beast and Spider-Man get along really well. No, because they're scientists. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, we're done. What do we do next time, Greg? Um, 
We're gonna we're we're gonna watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> the movie? The movie. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> How strange. Yep. Alright. It's been a while since I watched this movie. I never have. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I have it on DVD and I've never I wa- watched it. I watched it. I watched it like around when it first came out and I was like, this is weird. And then the TV show came out. I'm like, what? They made a TV show out of that weird movie? <laughs> and then it became one of my favorite film or uh, TV series of all time. Well, yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. But we'll see. Is it a great movie? Mm-hmm. Find out next time. Almost. Bye. That-